to another episode of the Status Alternative Podcast. My name is Brittany, and on today's episode, we will be discussing a movie that came out relatively like a couple of years ago, uh, Tyler Perry's So we're going to be talking about this movie. There's roughly some questions we're going to be talking about, but yeah, let's dive right into it, shall we? All right, so my first question, who do you think is at fault? I say it's 50-50. Okay. Actually, before we get into it. Okay, hold on. You say your part. Yeah, I was going to say, before we get into it, so Acrimony, for those of you who haven't seen it, um, you can have your own opinions on it. I have my own opinions on it, but... Acrimony is a movie about this woman named Melinda who's married to a man named Robert she met when she was attending college. And it basically tells the tale of their relationship as it progresses over a couple of years. Um, basically, um, the resentment, the anger that she feels towards their relationship and the ultimate like end or end to their relationship as it like stands like there's a lot of drama there's a lot of anger and resentment and stuff happening Mm -hmm. so if if you hear that in the background that would be naomi's daughter sorry guys it's fine it's fine there you go i remember those days yeah (laughs) but that gives you a bit of a background so like you were saying you say because relatively if those of you who have seen the movie spoiler alert um it ultimately leads with basically Melinda's deteriorating mental state Mm -hmm. as the movie progresses in their relationship. So the reason why I ask who is at fault, to give a bit of a synopsis or a run-through of the synopsis, Melinda and Robert have been married for 20 years. 
Robert is this, um, he's an engineer. He's working on this universal battery that works for like houses and automobiles. And he's been working on it for 20 years. But the thing is in their relationship, he ultimately starts lying to her when they first started getting together. I wouldn't say he lied. He just chose not to disclose the truth. It, it, was, it was always the truth. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not agreeing with him with anything. Right. But I'm saying he's picking and choosing when he's ready to tell her information. Right. Like why he can't get a job or hold a job. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, where he lives and stuff like that. Right. So once she has enough, if she reaches a breaking point, that's when he slips his sob story. And then, you know, she ends up feeling guilty, feeling bad, having remorse, and then she proceeds to help him out. Right. So, like, the reason why I say, like, who is at fault, during their relationship, Robert ends up getting this opportunity to speak at this company that he's been trying to speak at since, like, his college days. So what what inevitably ends up happening, he has to choose between... So currently right now, they're in financial troubles because Melinda's the only one with a job and she's been paying. So as I was... um, I'm sorry, guys. I've been drawing a blank. It's been a minute since I've seen this film. So, okay, now I remember. So, like, with their relationship, he has this opportunity to show his battery to this company that he's been trying to show it to for like the past 20 years and he gets the opportunity but at the cost of melinda is working melinda's the only one working because apparently in um robert's youth he ended up like catching a felony charge and that made it harder for him to get a job so melinda's been paying for everything and on top of that their house is about to get foreclosed on and they have an opportunity to get money for this job, but Robert ends up leaving the job in order to go show his battery. They offer him like $800,000, but he's like, no, I'm not going to take this. I'm just going to go like keep working on the battery or whatever, and it leads to their divorce. Yeah, they, they end up wanting to um, pay him out and take the battery, so he does not have any type of um, rights. So if they make money, if it really is a hit, he can't profit off of it. Exactly. So that's why he turned it down. So now you're at this point where Melinda realizes he almost risked the their her sister's family business of like, I think they're truck drivers or everything. And on top of that, he still didn't pick the money. So what ends up happening, she says, screw this, screw you. We're getting a divorce. I don't want to be with you anymore. Um, you kind of miss a point where uh, the sister finds the oh, yeah. wallet. Okay, yeah. So, so Robert, in the beginnings of their relationship, they were seeing each other. She, Melinda's mother untimely passes away. Mm-hmm. She ends up receiving this money, I think. An inheritance. She receives an inheritance, and on top of that, she receives her mother's house. Her sisters tell her, hey, don't tell Robert about the house, and don't tell Robert about the money. But she does anyway. She does anyway. So what ultimately happens is she tells her she tells Roberts about the money. She starts paying for his tuition because he didn't have enough money to pay for his tuition. She buys him a car. Um, she 
does all this stuff for him only to find out that somewhere down the line now he she doesn't pay for his tuition until after she she does buy him a car though she buys him a car and she pays for the last two semesters um the remainder of a college for him to graduate right but in that section mm -hmm. in the midst of that he ends up sleeping with someone from college and yeah. she ends up Finding out because he's not picking up the phone, he starts acting funny. He ghosted her. Pretty much. Yeah. So he ends up going back to the trailer, ends up finding out that he's with another female. So, flashback to forward time. Mm -hmm. She, the sister ends up finding the wallet inside the truck, goes to the sister's job, Melody. Melinda. Melinda. I don't know why I'm doing her name. <laughs> and. Um, ends up telling her who this person is, which amplifies her rage even more because the same person he ends up, you know, cheating on her with in college is the same person that he ends up finding because it's Diana. The, yeah. The girl's name is Diana. So 20 years ago, he cheats on M Melinda. Now you almost got me something yeah. saying Melody. So. Basically, fast forward, because now the girl that he was cheating on her with 20 years ago is working for the company that he wants to sell his battery to. They meet up. One of the sisters finds her wallet in um, his truck. And next thing you know, not only does he not have the money to save the house, not only did he turn down money in order to save the house, but now he may or may not be cheating on her again with somebody else that caused her to have an accident in the first place. So basically, this leads to Melinda just being like, okay, that's it, I'm done. I'm just gonna have a divorce, we're, we're done here. So now we fast forward. Um, Robert is now living in a homeless shelter. He's working in a, uh, a, as a dishwasher in a restaurant. Yeah. Melinda sees him. And everything like that because she's out on a date with one of her exes because she's trying to get back into dating and Diana swoops in basically I'm just gonna I'm not gonna cut any code she swoops in and becomes Captain Sabaho because he ultimately like is just down and out she comes in she saves him the next thing you know while she's like building him back up he goes to meet with Prescott again. They finally reach an agreement, and Robert ends up making this exorbitant amount of money. He becomes a millionaire, basically, and he still he still um, retains the rights to the battery, the patent, I should say, yes. on the battery. So whatever happens to it, he'll still continue to make money off of it. Exactly. So. In doing so, he gets all this money, and he ends up going to meet Melinda at her job. And he goes there with a bouquet of flowers and is basically just in a and nice suit. $10 million dollar check. Exactly. He ends up showing up with a $10 million dollar check, giving it to her, plus I think something about her mother's house. Because yes. she also had to mortgage her mother's house when she was still with Robert. Yes. So what ends up happening is Melinda ends up trying to go back over to where he's living at his penthouse, trying to reconcile because she's under the impression, oh, he's coming to my job, he has a bouquet of flowers, he has a $10 million check. And I'm like, oh, oh. So, 
So she like she goes to the apartment under the impression that oh I'm going to I'm gonna reunite with him. We're gonna have this life that he promised me the yacht, the the the, the helicopter, whatever, the penthouse in the sky, and the boat, and the boat, and everything, all that fun stuff. Turns mm-hmm. out, nope, he's actually engaged to Diana, the woman. I'm not gonna lie. The way Diana came out and she just had her hand out like, oh, I'm. His fiance. She stuck her hand out to show her the ring. Right. Then reached out to her, you know, shake her hand. That I probably slapped her. <laughs> so that would leads to my question of like, who is at fault in the the basically the dissolve of their relationship? Like a lot of people think that. Well, a general consensus I would say about this movie is. He's in the wrong because he did all, he lied to her. He never got a job. He was not doing what he could to like help out in this situation because he was so dead set on this battery working. He was so dead set for 20 years thinking that this was going to be his shot at success. Now, did it take longer and did that success happen? Yes, it did. But at the cost of what, like, their relationship dissolves. She ends up like getting a divorce and then he gives her the $10 million and everything that he promised her at the beginning of their relationship, he gave to somebody else. But you do have to hold, I hold both of them accountable. Mm-hmm. And I also hold her accountable because you listen to your sisters a lot. And because of you know what they were saying, you did feel some type of way about it, regardless of well, both of the sisters can't talk about anyone's husband. Right. One of the sisters, one husband had a baby in another state. And then the other sister, um, he was in question. So with that being said, no one could really talk about anyone's marriage, husband, or anything like that. Right. But because she was paying for everything, and he didn't have a job. He was just pretty much draining her for, draining the life out of her. Yes. You know, that's when she, you know, listened to her sisters a little bit more. But then it was like, well, did he came here with a $10 million check? Maybe you shouldn't have just, maybe you should have held on a little bit longer. And that they didn't say that. Right. But it was more so implied. Mm-hmm. So it's like, bitches after this whole time right i listen to y'all bash me bash my relationship bash my husband since college he come in here with a 10 million dollar check and you want to sit here and look at me like let's cast the check you're right right so that i think in my opinion it fully robert's fault Halfway through the movie, it does become Melinda's fault because then it just becomes that question of when are you going to take accountability? But he didn't cheat on her, though. No, he didn't in the beginning. But my whole thing with him was you took this long. Like, it wasn't until you were finally at your lowest that you finally got a job, but you're washing dishes, which is fine. There's There's no, like, loss in that. There's no disrespect in that. If you... You waited until you finally hit rock bottom. I I 100% agree. Um, but my thing is, 
I, you know, no, honestly, I'm not going against how she feels because I completely understand. Yeah. She's pretty much depleted at this whole point, and it's like, where is her energy to get back up and be like, okay, now it's your turn. I feel like she wanted him to hurt and feel the same way just like how she felt. Yeah. And the fact that he withheld information and waited years to tell her until so she can feel bad and all this other stuff, that's when he decided to tell her about legal troubles, his living situation, and all this other stuff. Right, and that's like, that's not even like years in. That's like... While they got married. Mm-hmm. Like, like, yeah, after they got married. Because shortly after... So, going back to when she found out that Robert was cheating on her 20 years ago, she was so enraged at the fact that not only did she lose her virginity to him because she was his mm-hmm. first... She loses her virginity to him. She's giving him this money. She buys him a car. What does he do? He ghosts her and starts cheating on her. So a Mustang at that. Right. So he, she ends up finding out, and in this big, gargantuan sense of rage, we're not talking about anger. Anger is one step. Rage is like step two. This is when, like, I'm taking you down with me. The consequences at this point does not matter, and I deal with it after the fact. Consequences be damned, if you will. Yes. So what? In, so in that fit of rage, what she ends up doing, she ends up taking her car, driving it into the trailer, trying to, I don't know, tip the trailer, do something to the trailer. She does something to that trailer, to the point where she gets into an auto accident, And ruptures her ovaries to the point where she has to get a hysterectomy so now she can't have kids. Honestly, that's when, you know, her rage became more of an obsession. I think the the obsession didn't come until after. After she lost her virginity, yeah. No, 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 I'm not... Ooh, that's... I didn't think of that. Carry on, carry on. Um, you know... Um, for people who went well, young girls who lose their virginity, you do have some type of obsession over that person, how they treat you and and how gentle they are. You start getting all these crazy butterflies, and then you see him do something really, really stupid. He has no business doing, talking, not even talking to a girl, hugging her. Doing something like having sex with someone. You're not thinking clearly. Well, as she never thought clearly because she was just angry all the time. Mm-hmm. And that anger was like the tip of the iceberg when she tipped over his trailer. That's a glimpse of what we know she's she can do. Yeah. So her just that right there. Mm-hmm was doomed to failure. Right. And then after they got married, they just became roommates. Yeah, because, like, I feel like their relationship never recovered after that. No. And you can tell, because you can just, you can just feel it, because it just, it just seemed like everything that happened after that just came as, like, 
well, now I gotta, well, now I have to, because it, it just felt like after all that, she was just waiting on, a, I feel like at one point she was waiting on a moment just to have that one single moment where she can throw it in her sister's face and be like, see, I told you he wasn't as bad as I thought, you, like you thought he was. But that moment never happened. And she built up resentment. Yeah, because then it's just like, then she gets into this relationship with him. She, she does all this stuff for him. He cheats on her. And then on top of that, you can't have kids anymore. You're, you decide to get married to him, even though your sisters are like, why are you still entertaining the thought of being with him? They get married. She doesn't even look happy that she's getting married. And they end up moving out, so she's all lonely. Right, and then they didn't even go to her own wedding. No. Well, they did say they weren't going. Right, but it's. I, I feel like that's ultimately what happened. She was waiting... Like, a lot of things happen, but I feel like that is one aspect of, like, it just seemed like her type of character was just waiting for that moment. Because you saw how easily, how quick she was to be mm -hmm. like, you told me to leave him. How could I listen to you? And she did do that. When he dropped the $10 million, where she put that check on the table. She legit was like, this is what happens when I listen to you. And Sorry. I hate each and every one of you. And then the guy she was dating, she's like, I don't even know why you're here. Right. You're not, you were just a void I was trying to fill and it did not get fulfilled. No. So then we go into my next question. Was Melinda justified? So for those of you who don't know, after she finds out everything that happened with Robert, she goes to Robert's new place. Finds out he's been seeing Diana. They're engaged to be married and everything. So what ends up happening next is this series of her just going like head first into this obsessive mindset of like trying to like going on their social medias and creating these accounts and saying rude and hurtful and mean things to both Robert and Diana. And then they ultimately try and put a restraining order out on her and then her family is like what how dare you bring them here to my house her fa her family tells robert he should probably get like some type of security detail at their wedding robert and diana get married and then that just fuels like their happiness became her obsession exactly and it her obsession and her anger turned into bitterness now, when you're just bitter, mm -hmm. there is nothing in the world that can just make you change your mind about a certain person. Right. Nothing, the way they look, the way they breathe, the fact that you are smiling, that you exist. Bothers them. Yes. <laughs> and then it's like, they get married. Well, well, first of all, they end up, you know... The, the battery ends up working. They end up moving into the, the penthouse, the boat, the, the, the wedding, every, and then she's pregnant. It's like every good thing that happened to her, she feels should have happened to her. Yeah, but she hates, but she hates her. And she also doesn't like her because she was the woman that was in the trailer with him. Right, which so is that, a... That was like... Another gasoline to fire. Exactly. Because it's like that was the whole thing of their relationship of like 
you promised me all these things and you gave it to her. The girl I found you cheating on me with. Which makes it even worse. But here's the thing. Um, do you think he would have... What's her name? Diane? Yeah, Diane. Do you feel like... Because she did do a back... She did pull up files on him. Mm-hmm. And she did pull up files with the battery. Mm-hmm. My question is... If she felt like this battery would be garbage, it would not work, do you think she would take him? No. Well, that is a damn good question. Hold on. Oh. Now, God. she sat there and watched every clip of, of, of him talking about the battery, how the battery worked, how the mess fired, everything. She saw potential in this battery. Mm-hmm. Regardless of... The equipment that she that he had, right. if he had a little bit more of a updated a, equipment, yes, which is the company that she actually works for, right? This company, the battery will be bigger than anything, right? And my question is, do you think she would have taken him? No, or even no. I don't, because if that's the case, then that just makes it seem like. She's taking, it just makes it seem like then she's a gold digger. She can't be a gold digger because she didn't have anything. He didn't have anything. He was homeless. He did not have anything when when they originally got together. Actually, let me take that back. That does not make her a gold digger because she had her own career. She was successful on her own. Exactly. I think... But okay, this this just blew my mind for a second. I had to think about this because I did not think about this. This is why you always did. Okay, yes. I think if she would have, I think the type of person because I don't think there was like any. There's no no. I don't say it was any malicious. I didn't. I don't think she had any malicious intent because she did because when they were when he did introduce uh, Melinda. He introduced her as his wife. And she had a little, you know, a little smile. It was cute. Right. She thought it was adorable. So, it wasn't like he was like, well, I'm going to come in and steal and I'm going to be the wife. No. He, she wanted to see what he was doing, what the steps he was, the steps he was making to sit here and make the battery what it is now. Right. But if it didn't work i think she may have found another way to help him because i think there's a part of her that saw him and saw like okay this is a guy who has this no quit attitude let me try and figure out something to get him where he needs to be i feel like with her personality because they don't really flush her character personality out like no they really don't so it's hard to like say what her motivations would have been if we got a more fleshed out character as as opposed to just having her there just to be there as like something to build the tension to build the rift between them even more Mm -hmm. i want to say in a perfect sense in a perfect realistically realistically I i think acrimony is something that can actually happen to people yeah, it can. There are, so, are a thing called acrimonious divorces and yes. stuff like that. So, in realistic, real life, how do you feel about that? I think she would have gone out of her way to help him. She 
probably would have hit him with some reality because she did hit him with reality reality when she was trying to build up his confidence again. Mm -hmm. I think she would have done the same thing. Like, look, because I don't even think she had any intention of dating him when they were like she was trying to get him back on track. I think it was just one of those things where like he was in a vulnerable state. Mm -hmm. She was still attracted to him and whatever whatever happened happened. Again, I'm not saying that she did anything wrong. I'm just asking if she did not run a background check on him because out the gate, he, he she gave him an interview mm-hmm. with the owner. And she didn't do any type of background check. So that as as a person, that was nice of her. But then she, he was like, man, I believe that this can work. Right. So that's when she ran the background and was like, let me pull up all the files you possibly can on this guy and let me see it. Mm-hmm. My thing is, she knew it was going to work. I feel like she knew. Yeah, because, I mean, yeah, the reason why I say that is because you can obviously tell, like, this man's working on 20-year-old technology without an updated, like, technology because he has no money to mm-hmm. buy the updated technology that he needs to make this battery work. So I think she knew this was going to work. He just needed a little help moving it along into a modern age and moving mm-hmm. it along in a modern sense. Yes. So going back to our original original like question, was Melinda justified? I say halfway through the movie. She, I mean, okay. Do I think she was justified? So fast forward all that. All the stuff happens. They pull out a restraining order on... Uh, Melinda because now she's just getting way way too reckless so as her mental state starts deteriorating and deteriorating and deteriorating she goes to find out where they're having the bride where they're having the wedding dress Mm -hmm. she slips in uses hydroclonic acid or some type of acid to like kind of dissolve the dress they end up in court because they're trying she violated the restraining order or something like that and basically they're suing her for not only like the restraining order but also damages to the dress or whatever and they're in the courtroom and diana drops oh it's fine about the dress this little one is getting bigger by the day dropping the dropping the bombshell oh not only yeah not only am i leading the life that you are that you want but I'm, have your baby. Yeah. yeah, I'm pregnant because you can't get pregnant. Exactly. That's that. Because you can't a, have no kid. It, basically, just that driving was a knife, knife and then she turned it. Right. So the judge ends up telling her, "Hey, you're gonna have to go to like therapy to deal with this anger that you're dealing with." So then you get throughout the movie, you're getting these points in like when Melinda is recounting their relationship mm-hmm. through the therapy sessions, and then it just goes one step further. She gets on the boat that they're supposed to get on, and she ends up shooting Robert. She ends up dying herself. That's the whole thing. But the thing that made me upset with the movie was the ending. Yeah, a lot of people had a problem. It was like, it was a cliffhanger. Did he die? Yeah. He died. died. Well, no, no, I'm just agreeing with oh. you about the cliffhanger. I, mean, I don't, I'm not sure. Did he die? Uh, uh, y'all just gonna have her just sink at the bottom of the ship. Right. They're not gonna bring her back up. Right. Um, granted, we know she's, she's, she's dead. She's definitely dead. Mm-hmm. But y'all gonna leave her at the bottom of the sea? Right. Of the ocean? 
And um, then on top of that, it was just like, where where is an ending to this? I think there was a lot of plot holes. There was a there was a couple of plot holes with their relationship. I mean, they tried to keep it a cohesive story, but I feel like that was one of the plot holes. Um, I don't think she was justified halfway through, like trying to kill him and doing all this extra stuff. And that's when the bitterness came. When you, like I said, when you're bitter, nothing matters. You don't want that person. If I can't have you, no one can. That's that's when the bitterness comes. Yeah, but is that justified though? It's not justified, but I'm telling you her actions and how she thought about it. Right. And it's like, like you won my wedding dress. Like I, I got married. We're on a boat, and you, you're literally wearing the wedding dress. I should have been the one. That's, that's you reached a new level of crazy obsession. Mm-hmm. You, you're, you're, you're reaching woman's form right now. Mm-hmm. Burn it all. Yeah. Just everybody, this whole boat, this whole thing is just on fire. Yeah. So now my next question is, because we're already delving into the logical versus the emotional point of view and the way we both see this movie. Um, the next one is, was Melinda really in love with Robert and vice versa? In the beginning, yes. I agree. But she couldn't get over her hurt and when he cheated. And then it also plays that she didn't really have a mind of her own as far as, you know, sticking up for him or um, telling her sisters, you know what, you guys need to back up. This is my man. This is my marriage. We're going to figure it out. We've been figuring it out for 20 years. And we're going to figure it out now. Right. And none of y'all can't talk about my relationship when y'all got situations of your own. Right. So my um, thought process on this whole thing, I understand your point in it. Like, yeah, I agree in the beginning they did love each other, but I feel like after the car accident, I just felt like she kind of settled, in my opinion. Like, I think somewhere down the line, she kind of felt like, oh, no other person is going to, like, date me if they find out I can't have kids. I don't think that because a bunch of people don't want kids. Well, recently now, but I'm talking about for the sake of this movie. I don't think that. I think she was just holding on to the fact that this this battery's gonna work. Yeah, I'm I'm holding on to you telling me that this battery's gonna work. You tell me we're gonna live in that penthouse. You tell me about this boat. I'm holding on to the dream. Right. But this dream is very very vague and I and it's very very hard to keep this dream alive when I don't see anything leading up to this dream right the battery's not working there's no money coming in and on top of that you know I just have a really my self-esteem is getting low because you cheated on me mm -hmm. you know there's no sex there's no happiness there's no love in this house in this marriage where just two people eating and shitting and I'm the only one that's working. And then you're just existing. Exactly. Right. I felt like, and then for Robert, I think deep down he did love her. 
We do. It's just his character overall just doesn't seem like he just seemed like the shit almost happened. Right. And for me, it just seemed like this was a guy who, granted, you know, had a dream, had a goal. It's admirable. Admirable, I should say. Sorry. That shit don't pay no bills though. Yeah, because they're just, there has to be, there has to be a sense of, re- you have to be realistic. Mm-hmm. Like, I get it. You want, you want to go out there and do what you want to do, be able to achieve what it is that you feel like you're destined to do, but you have to make compromises in that. Mm-hmm. Having her pay off a house, having her pay a mortgage on the house, she forced herself to mortgage for you and you deciding not to help. It was the way he looked when she was signing those papers. He had that damn puppy dog face. He, yeah, because he definitely did have a lot of weight. Uh, she did kind of fall for like the, the boo-boo face. Yeah. And then it was just like as soon as he, as soon as she put that pen to that paper, his eyes lit up and he was just so happy. Yeah, because he, I feel like he was just more happy about, yes, I finally have another chance. I have another opportunity. But I it's like, like, bro. She did a lot of giving and he did a lot of taking. Right. And it was nothing being exchanged. No, because it wasn't, it's, it, I remember seeing a couple of years ago, there was like, there's no such thing as giving 50-50 in a relationship. You got to give 100 and give another 100 in the relationship. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense. It makes sense. But I just think, looking at it, in the beginning, yeah, they did love each other. Mm-hmm. And then I think halfway through, he just saw what she could do for him. Yeah. And she, he jumped on that. Mm-hmm. Now, they don't really flesh out his character to be emotionally, like, depth. It just seems like the way they kind of shot the movie and the way it just made him look. It doesn't do him any favors because it just makes him seem like, for me, he's very unconvincing when he's trying to tell her the truth. Mm-hmm. Because the way they just kind of portray his character as in, a lying and manipulative person. Exactly. She, he's seen as like, oh, I'm the, the, the way that it just looked to me was everything just happened for a reason. I can't get a job because I forgot to tell you or I didn't tell you. Oh, I caught a felony when I was younger. That's why it's difficult for me to get a job. He has selective truth. He's picking and choosing when he wants to tell the truth, when he wants to give her the truth of a situation. Not saying that he was lying about it. He was just withholding it, waiting for the moment. So when she's like, look, you need to get a fucking job. You need to get a job. You need to do something to help me. I am drowning in this debt that you put me in and then the look on her face is just she and then it just man it makes me feel so bad for her because she's just excuse me it just every time when you look at her Taraji P. Henson's character in the she looked tired she looked like gotta exist to pay these bills yeah it's like she just don't want to wake up it's like she's just it's, a it, zombie she looks like she's in a perpetual motion of disappointment she's in she, a perpetual she, mood of disappointment like what what's gonna happen now that's gonna disappoint me yeah. today there's no happiness there's no like any like hope 
And then you have her two sisters hitting her with the bat, you know, a truth. He doesn't have a job. He doesn't have a job. He He's stayed, why didn't you tell us you mortgaged the house? Why didn't you do much, blah, blah, whatever? And then it's like, first of all, that banker, I would have got her ass fired because you're telling my personal business. One, I don't care if she's a friend or a friend of the family. You're still not supposed to tell my business. Exactly. And then on top of that, you know, he sits here and when he tells a story about the wallet, I mean, I'm like, I would have been like... That's the unconvincing part I was talking about. Because it's just something in his face just meant either the way he was delivering that it line... It was the way he was delivering it made me feel like, wait a minute. What? Are you lying to me? Or are you telling me the truth? Because that, that was another plot hole. You They just randomly put that there. They don't really confirm that he slept with her or not. She They they said it, but it was like so quick. I just... I, um, he found her at a... At a um, she... I don't even remember. It was a coffee. They had coffee. She was her... He saw her at the, the coffee place. He tried to get her information. I guess her wallet was just kind of sticking out. Mm-hmm. He grabbed it and didn't bother to give it back. Something know. stupid like that. I don't know. Either way, I feel like in the beginning of the relationship, yeah, they did love each other. That was my toe cracking. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> my hands and my toes crack for some strange reason. Anyway, uh, it's just... I just feel like at this point, in the beginning of the relationship, yeah, there was a bit of, like, the courting and everything. But I feel like after the accident and all that, it just became just this downhill slope of, like... Everything was spiraling. Everything was not going right for her. Right. And him vice versa. But Well, yeah. No, I wouldn't say that. Because as soon as, you know... He found out about the money. Found out about the house. It was the fact that when he... When she um, told him that... He doesn't have to be a dishwasher anymore. That's when things start going up. Mm-hmm. I'm like, uh, what are we doing? Right. <laughs> so as we begin to like get towards the end of this, there's two more questions I want to ask you. Mm-hmm. What do you think the moment Melinda finally snapped slash the moment you feel is the part where she finally went over the edge and everything was just downhill from here? Oh, definitely when she announced that she was pregnant. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Hey, she, I mean, the way she was staring at her, it was just like, okay. Yeah. Because I'm going to get you. For me, when I saw that, I'm like, you ain't have to do this. You ain't have to. You, you really didn't have to. Because for me, it was like, you already knew she's the one commenting on your post, calling you all types of rude but why, names. But here's the thing. Why is that her? Why is that her fault? Yeah. For underestimating how... Not underestimating, but why does she have to sit here and dim her her happiness in anything like that? Because you're mad. You divorced him. You chose to divorce him. Even though he said he did not cheat and you still listen to other people... Mm-hmm. And you got a divorce anyway. Mm-hmm. That's that's your fault, not mine. So I'm not gonna sit here and tiptoe around you to make yourself a better. 
That's fair. That's very fair. So in that aspect, I feel like you can't blame her because she came around, I wouldn't say after, but she insert well, she inserted herself when they got divorced. Right. Back then, that's a whole different story. That was a hundred percent his fault. Mm-hmm. But her, um, Diane, I felt like she was more as collateral damage. Yeah. And she just inserted herself was like, look, I'm happy. You're mad that I'm happy with your ex-husband that you chose this. You chose this life. And I'm not going to sit here and dim myself for it. That's fair. That's very fair. I will agree. I will agree. That is very fair. There is no reason why she couldn't. And to be honest with you, it's like, why, going back, it's like, why does she have to censor herself because of her deteriorating mental state? Once yes. again, one of the biggest things for me with this movie was accountability. He mm-hmm. does, I think even when he brought her that $10 million check, he was like, yeah, I screwed up. I did a lot of things that I really should have told you about. I did a lot of things I should have taken responsibility for. And I apologize for that. Here's $10 million. I'll see you next lifetime. I wouldn't even tell her that. I mean, you know, for the sake of this movie, they had to, like, try to absolve him. Okay, so since he said that, I wouldn't have bought her flowers. True. Uh, that seemed like... I, I get the gesture. That you shouldn't gesture that. You knew that you are with somebody. You were engaged to someone else. And you buy her flowers knowing that she... Is a little bit crazy, but and he but her flowers and then and then look at it. You got her flowers. You said all the stuff, right, to make her feel. And so there can be some type of, you know, counsel going on for us to come back together. Reconciliation, exactly. That's something you should hold yourself accountable for because that's what you did. Right. I was just going to say, I understand the gesture is kind of like a peace offering. Does it still come off as like, hey, I brought you these flowers and this $10 million. Let's talk and see if we can reconcile. I get all that, what that looks like to her. But on his end, he probably thought it was just a peace offering. I don't think he was like expecting her to be like, oh, hey, you know, we can get back together and everything. Um, Wait, okay, so here's my question. Did he know that she was going to pop up? Hell no. He was shocked as all hell. At the penthouse? Mm-hmm. He was shocked as all hell. Okay. That's why I think, because I'm going to be honest with you, he doesn't seem that bright to me sometimes. No. Like, when it comes to, like, the technological thing, yes. Or reading people's emotions? Yeah, he just doesn't seem that bright to me when it comes to that. That that that's the reason why I said I can understand the gesture of it, but in her mind, like I don't think for once he probably would have thought. And once again, this is a fictional movie, and us d- detailing these theories as regular people outside of this medium. But for me, it's like, dude, you royally screwed her over financially. You put her in debt when she really did not want to be in debt. You refused to get a job. 
And now all of a sudden you come in with a bouquet of flowers and $10 million saying, and she's under the impression, finally, he's doing what he said he was going to do for me after you got divorced. And you thought, oh, let me give you $10 million. Let's go on our merry way. And she's not going to think, oh, oh, he wants to get back together. We should get back together. But she did say, you know, when they were at the house and she thought that he was cheating, she was like, well, you do know I can beat the devil. Who fucking says shit like that? Especially when you say it to their face, too. And, and she looked directly in his eyes and said that. So you're telling me you didn't think she would pop up? think he I, once again once again I said, I'm, not, I'm not i'm not asking you for you to right no i no, I, no like, I was gonna say once again i that's the reason why i don't think he was that bright emotionally i don't think he's that no. like attentive emotionally no to diana's needs once again they didn't really flush out him as a character as much he just seemed like a like this guy with a goal and everything else was just, he, he just seemed like a character walking through with like tunnel vision. And that's one of Tyler Perry's movies that I don't like because you really don't get to understand, you know, Pete's character. You have to just take it for what they show you mm-hmm. and then run with it instead of you diving in. That's what, go on. And understanding their way of thinking, understanding them. Right, that's how I felt like, I, I felt like there was a quality of his movies when it comes to an emotional depth to them. Mm-hmm. The quality of it just went down. Yeah. It like legit went down. Because there was like, I don't know whether it was like too much reliance on comedy for some aspects of his movie. Mm-hmm. When you finally delve into, like take the movie he had with Taraji P. Henson, like I can do bad all by myself. You mm-hmm. can understand her character in that movie being so like not wanting to open up having to deal with like past trauma you can see that with a lot of their with a lot of his female characters when it comes to like say um the big family reunion or whatever the 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 family reunion one what no that was another one the family reunion one is the one where Blair Underwood was like uh, hitting his wife. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the the sister who had, like, she was raped yeah, and okay. she was, like, having a hard time opening up to Boris Kojo's character. Mm-hmm. You can understand where that pain came from. You understand where that heartbreak and, like, that unwillingness to try and open up. There was more depth into that. But with this, it's like, well, he did some bad stuff. He did some questionable stuff. This is what it is. This is what it is. He did some really dumb stuff. He with he did not disclose that one, he was a felon, and two, he just decided to cheat on her halfway through the movie. You don't even delve into that. You just had him go ghost. You're supposed to believe that everything he says was like the truth. Right. And then they didn't put they they really didn't do any favors with like Melinda because I bet you, I bet you. You ask anybody else who saw this movie, and they're like, the most you'll probably get is, oh, I would have left him. I wouldn't have messed with him. He cheated on me. Bye. Because you, you're thinking of like a general consensus from not, not only black viewers, but everybody else who's like, oh, I don't see myself in that position. I'm not going to support a man for 20 years, and he ain't going to get no job. Mm-hmm. You become unrealistic. She stayed with him until he royally screwed up. 
And then on top of that, if you want to get really technical, I think the only reason why that relationship dissolved the way it is is because there may have been a chance he may have been cheating on her. I don't think she could care less of his sisters and her sisters. Right. I think that was the nail in the coffin was the she probably would have just continued existing, being with him supporting him as much as I think she would have went on but the sheer fact that it's like I didn't supported your ass for 20 years and you, you didn't get no job and you had and you cheat on me with the same woman you cheated on me with 20 years ago the pregnancy I get that part right the pregnancy part I can understand right I just Felt like one, there's a lack of emotional depth to some of these characters and their motivations. And that's how his characters are, though. For I some mean, of them. But okay, but my thing is with Tyler Perry movies is like, dang, why do why is women like why can't you have a movie where women isn't getting hurt, beat, cheated on, physically and ment- mentally? Emotionally and held, spiritually drained from a man. I notice it's mostly um. There, there's this like running joke when it comes to like the men that are portrayed in Tyler Perry movies that it's always the dark skinned ones that do the most harm, and then here comes the light skinned ones to come yeah. save the day. Exactly. Because who did she immediately start dating after she was done with Robert? It was a light skinned mm-hmm. boyfriend. I mean, he wasn't really there. He was just there. Mm-hmm. But still, it's like there's that running thing with his movies. It's like, and I don't even want to talk about the whole green screen parts of most of his team, <laughs> right? The green screen part of his movies. But I wish you guys could see my face. <laughs> but yeah, so with that being said, we're going to go into a couple of other things. Uh, should Melinda have been happy with the $10 million? Hell yeah. Right on. Because I don't know about, look, I can understand being promised the world by some, you know what, I'm not even going to front. I do not understand because I've never been put in a position like that. But even if I was put in, I don't care. Even if I was put in a position like that, money cannot buy you happiness. But it can definitely rent a spot. $10 million. She could have had that money to focus on something else, fixing her mother's house, fixing the house, paying the mortgage. Then on top of that, she can go ghost for a year or 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 the summer and get her mind off of that. And possibly met a man who was way better than her ex-husband probably already financially stable and offered her something more. But you were obsessed with a man that you lost your virginity to for 20 years that you quite frankly is one foot out the door. Technically, if you want to be honest, you were one foot out the door. Yeah. But you were still holding on to a dream. And the fact that it was him you know, you were just, I still love him, kind of. Um, I would have took that chick. Now, she actually wanted to sue him again for, what was it? She wanted to sue him for another 
I want to say another portion of that money because she felt mm-hmm. like she was one fifty. I don't know. Something like that, yeah. yeah. She can put hey, not I'm not trying to tell condone being greedy, but she can push the limit. Now, if the judge would have said yeah, you better leave. Right. I would have went ghost. I would have been like, see ya. Yeah, because I think for anybody else, for let's say general population, everybody would have been like, hey, here's $10 million. I'm sorry that I broke your heart. I'm sorry I didn't live up to this expectation you wanted of me. Here's $10 million. Bye. I'm cashing the check. Like you said, money money (laughs) cannot buy happiness, but it does buy opportunity. Hell yeah. Okay. It buys you opportunity. And then on top of that, she's sleeping on a fucking mattress with a looking at an apple tea, that apple laptop. Right. With a hell of fucking liquor all around the house. Come on now. There's so much stuff you could do to get your mind off of that. And maybe social media isn't a thing to get on right now because you're sitting here and you're constantly looking at what they're doing. Right. You got a job. You got to refix your house. All of the stuff you could do. But yeah, this is just... Oh my God. The the, the whole aspect of... And then what, what, what was funny to me, going back to the whole court thing, the thing that was funny to me was the fact that she legit did try to sue him mm-hmm. for more of the money. And that's fine. If she if, if the judge would have granted her that, fine. But the reason why they didn't grant you that money is because he already gave her ten million dollars. Not just that. You're just you're just doing it out of just spite. Right. You don't want the money for real. Right. You don't really believe you are owed this money. Right. He gave you ten million dollars and now you're pushing for hundred and fifty. Now if you would approve, yeah, I deserve hundred and fifty million of that money, then maybe you would have had a fair trial. But I mean, come on. You're doing it out of spite at this point. You're just racking up. And then she was just racking up these legal fees. Because I know getting divorced must be expensive. Especially, especially. Now, granted, they didn't really have any, like, major property. The house was already going to the bank. You didn't really have, dare I say, a pot to piss in. Mm -hmm. And you're racking up these legal fees. You're racking up all these, like, the, the you're doing all this that is going to cost you money. A lawyer just alone. Sometimes complications like suicide. Remember? If that. And the it's, pinnacle is a really good lawyer. Right. And it's like, you're racking up these legal fees. You're steady trying to hold on to something that you're, you're. You're diving more and more into... It's not so much now about rage. Now it's just, like you said, obsession at this point. Mm -hmm. You are obsessed with the fact that he promised you something. And he broke that promise. And he gave it to somebody else. Because you chose to leave it. And you chose to... And then, if anything, that's another thing about this one. The man came up to the divorce hearing late. Then before he signed the papers, he begged you not to leave. And then he begged just that one more time with that last drop of tear. Please don't do this. And you did it anyway. And it's like, how can you be angry then? It's like, now... I think she wanted him to beg. I think she wanted him to just... Look more pitiful? 
Yeah. Uh, look, uh, look. I, I think that's too much energy. Too much. The intentions were wrong. And when you do things with the wrong intention, nothing comes out on that end correctly. Right. I just, it is, as a part as who I am as a human being, I just in no way, shape, or form could, like, try and, like, pull half of the stuff that she pulled. Because you're, 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 I get it. You did it in the beginning. She did it out of a, out of the goodness of her heart. She was like trying. She tried. She mm-hmm. tried her damnedest to make this work. Yeah. And for him to just like all of a sudden, it was like overnight. He he becomes this overnight success. He did the, everything, and then next thing you know, you're all, and then it's like you're already. When does it become a point where you just realize, oh, I made a mistake? Because nothing left. at this point in the movie, throughout the therapy session, she was just putting it all on him. It's his mm-hmm. fault. It's his fault. Everything that happened, everything was horrible. Just, she cut off the fact of what she did. She was looking at, you know, I gave him a car. I gave him a roof over his head. I was paying the bills. I was doing this. I, I, I. And she stopped at what she was doing the toxified the relationship too. Yeah, because then it's like then it just becomes that fact of like it becomes this thing of like he in a sense was manipulating her. So now she's trying to say, oh, if he hadn't done this. It's like you're not taking into account you chose to be with him after he caught after he drove you crazy enough. Because I'm not trying to blame him for her accident. She did that on her own. Mm -hmm. She did that on her own. She got married to him on her own. There was a lot of things she did on her own. So for her to try and like sue him for extra money. Mm -hmm. To make him and his new wife's life horrible. And then go as far as to get a gun and shoot him. Mm -hmm. When... Did any of that during that part in this whole cycle of psychosis, did she stop and think, maybe I'm the one that's wrong? Because even the therapist, even the therapist was like, don't you think, like, I think, I don't know for like verbatim, but I think the therapist even raised the question, like, do you think maybe you're the problem? Yeah. And then she was like, I'm not, baby. Oh, she asked her, um, does she have a, a, um, what's it called? A splitting personality? Bipolar. Yeah, they were trying to say she may have, like, a bipolar disorder because she has these manic episodes. Yeah, where she is just, like, off the hinges where she is, like, dancing around. The mood swings yeah. and everything, yeah. So, um, maybe that was a factor, too. Yeah, because if her father suffered from it, then of course genetics play a factor into mm-hmm. it too. So of course it may or may not, she may have inherited his uh, mental illness. Yeah. And just kind of went unchecked. Yeah. And that's another thing that plays into this movie that they kind of touch on, but not really the whole idea of mental illness playing a factor into one's relationship and mm-hmm. the sense of accountability to be like, 
you have these opportunities to get help for your anger, but yet you are not taking them. Yeah. You have the opportunity. She could have used that $10 million and just went to therapy or done something. Yep, that, that would have done it. Because therapy is expensive for sure. It's, yeah, we don't know what type of insurance she has. Right, so it's just this whole movie. Plot I think whole, everybody had a part to play. Of course, of course. So I wouldn't just say 50-50. It was part of her sister. And I was I would give Diana like 0.1%. I was going to be generous and give it like 2%. Because, you know, yeah, 0.1. Because she, once again, her character wasn't really fleshed out. She was mm-hmm. there. She It wasn't like she was portrayed as this woman actively going after her husband. Yeah. When they met back up, I, for one, just felt like it was just a bad coincidence. Yeah. It was just like, damn, you had to reintroduce her, of all people. And not like her in a bad way. Not the way that sounded. It was like, damn. She about to get roped into their crap. That's exactly what she did. She was about to get roped into their crap, and she did not need to be roped in. She was but successful. She was minding her own business. She handled it, though. Yeah, she did. And I feel like that's why things, you know, kind of went in her favor. Mm-hmm. Because she didn't go into that situation with any malice intent. Nah. And she wasn't about to break up a home. Nah. It's not like the other women that you see that are, like, kind of... It's not like the other women you see in his movies that intentionally go out looking for, like, married men or something like that. Yeah. Like, um, what was that movie he did with uh, Jesse Smollett? The Temptation. One? There you go. And she actively cheated on her husband. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, there's not that second character. Or, like, in some of his plays with, um, uh, I forget. It was that one. Oh, Why Did I Get Married? Like, they had the Trina or Trish yeah, character who was actively pursuing Mike. And that's another, that's the thing, too. Like, why, why, why do we have, why is his movies like that, though? Granted, there are people like that, but it's like, is that all you can make movies about? Is it either we're getting beat on or we're getting cheated on? Or we're trying to break up someone's marriage? Or somebody getting molested or raped? It's just like this. This, I mean, you could say that for. I was gonna say you can say that for a lot of like black mediums where it's like every movie, some, some. It's getting different as we like start to progress because I feel like there's a progression with certain like quality of black cinema because it's like how many times are we gonna see a slave movie? It depends on what slave movie it is. Now. The last slave movie I've seen was Twelve Years a Slave. That was traumatizing for me. hundred <laughs> percent. I'm not even gonna disagree. Um, but um, that was the last slave movie I've seen. Right. But um, oh, just like uh, the movie Annabelle. Mm-hmm. I like the movie. I didn't. Um, I, well, I won't ruin it if you decide to check it out. But I, I'm not. Okay. So um, it's. It's in, you know, our daytime, and they want to go back to slavery and everything like that. Yeah, it was this whole thing of, like, whether it was, like, supposedly, it was kind of like, oh, like, I don't want to say, like, they took these people, 
the the trailer made it seem like she all of a sudden got transported back in the past, but it turns out she was kidnapped. But that's how they made it seem like. You right. Know, they gave her some type of um, something to make her fall asleep, and she just woke up into a slave. But it was actually in the it was all the way in the back of the woods. Mm-hmm. But if you go towards the front, they had like those um, those scripted um, live action. Um, wars that they do. Yeah, the uh, the live. Uh, what is it? I can't even, what's the word? Reenactments. Yeah, there you go. Um, so they had that, but um, yeah, I mean that was, that movie was okay, but it was just like all your movies are based on people who be cheated um, on, cheated, like all of your movies. Yeah, cause have you seen Family Funeral or the funeral one? Where it was supposedly Medea's last movie. Um, when the dad cheated on the mom and then she ends up, yeah, I saw that. That was trash. Of course it was. That was just trash. Man, I had never been so angry with the ending of a movie in all my life because you didn't get any resolution to that because... The, you don't get any resolution as to why the son, the angry son, mm-hmm. you don't get any resolution as to why he's angry. You don't get result. It's just, I cheat. Um, I, it's like, I cheated on my wife with my brother's wife. And I'm not going to fix who I am. Because you don't, um, you don't get like any type of resolution. She, the mother basically, basically said, look, you are terrible. You're all terrible. I'm just gonna go do me, and she just left. She did, she did. and that was it. There was no. This was like, and that's what I'm saying. He always leave like cliffhangers. He always leave plot holes. holes, and it's like, and he never used to do that. Everything no. used to get wrapped up in the shiny, happy bow, and everything served on a beautiful platter. And then all of a sudden, it's just witness protection comes out, and then all of a sudden, that was the worst movie you could have ever did. That is where I felt like everything just went downhill. I thought he was just trying to put some shit out to stay relevant. Wholeheartedly agree because everything before witness protection was good. Everything after that was questionable. Yeah. Because okay, so. We're we're done on that. We're done on we're that done on aspect. Yeah. We're done on that aspect. Now we're just gonna give. Now I'm gonna be honest with you. I just want to delve into his movies as a whole because I, I used to enjoy his movies and his plays and his plays. A couple of his plays, but I just man, it was like everything used to like make sense, and everything used to like have like it was funny and it was authentic. Now it's just like he's just trying crass to humor, just trying to capitalize on whatever is relevant. And you know what's funny? I was watching Boondocks, right? And Boondocks actually did an episode, the parody episode about him that he got removed. <laughs> that episode, he I don't know what he did or what power he had, but he got that episode removed. Yeah. And I'm like, wait a minute, but Boondock, they were not telling a lie. I mean, I think the one aspect of that thing that really kind of made him angry was like they put his sexuality into question. Everybody put his sexuality into question. 
Yeah, during the height of all that, yeah. But uh, that's but the it, reason oh, why. But the episode didn't even come out, and everybody was saying that. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of popped up that he had a kid all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. So that's when everybody was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think, what, him and his girlfriend got divorced or whatever? I don't even know. I just, I just felt like when it came to, you know, someone talking about it, mm-hmm. especially with the boondocks, because they will throw that little, that little laugh in there. Yeah. That little shade that they do. Yeah. I, I, I don't see the lie in it. I don't. But I'm just like, you had to do, you had to pull some really big strings to, to not have that episode here. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, like, if you get the DVD, you can re-watch it. Because there was another one of those episodes that they had to pull that, um, there was, it was some backlash about it. But I can't remember for the life of me. But, like, I want to say, for me, going back to the original, like, topic of, like, the quality of his movies going down, another big example would be have to be Boo. only saw one movie from that trilogy and I didn't like that him as an actor it wasn't a trilogy it was like it was like two it was two movies yeah trilogies I should say yeah yeah um yeah. I didn't like it his acting in it was just like for me it wasn't even the acting I hated the daughter's character change because that daughter you legit had Tiffany Evans singing gospel and telling her she can't sing gospel because her mother was into drugs and that whole and it powerful scene. Right. Her. That whole powerful emotional scene. Now you you She's spoiled rotten and she don't listen. She's you changed not so much the character the, the actor change of the daughter. It was the character change for me. She's spoiled. She's disrespectful. You mentioned nothing about her singing. The mo- and then and then what you is the mama because then she get off drugs. She did, but they changed the actor for the mom too, and now she's horrible. I mean, the, okay, because she got remarried because they ended up getting divorced anyway. They because this is what happened. Apparently, the original woman who played the mother, they switched her out. She's now remarried to some other dude, and now they're just disrespecting Brian at this point. Now the daughter's disrespecting him because the, 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 the mother's disrespecting him to his face, so now all of a sudden the daughter is just out here doing all this wild shit. That part really pissed me off because it's like, why did you... You created this character. Why did you change her character arc to make her the spoiled brat? Because how was he going to make the movie? It's like, at what cost do you just like, hey, I just, I'm going to make a Halloween movie. And then the other part. He, and, he's made, and he had an animation too. The, the I don't know. I, 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 <laughs> look, the part, another part of this, the creepiness of it. Yeah. I just... It's bad enough you got people saying, like, trying to, like, basically justify saying, oh, she's fast because these young girls 
obviously are going after these older men. It's like you're 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 making these young girls out to be like, oh, let me go flirt with dudes who are older than me. Like fucking in their twenties. I get it. Once you're eighteen, you're considered an adult, but you're eighteen going after these dudes who are like twenty. 20. that's the part that bothers me just the overall creepiness of like oh let me go never mind my age and everything people don't really like that but I think some of them was a pedophile or some crap like that I guess so. and I'm just like what I understand you're trying to make it because people do go through this I, I genuinely get that but it's like we want to see something more than that we know that this is happening, especially to, you know, a black community. Mm -hmm. But we want to see you, you know, jump off a building or something, shoot somebody, have action. I want to see something. I don't want to cry unless my favorite character is dying. I want to see, I want to, I mean, I want to laugh, but I don't want to laugh off of someone else's expense. One of the movie tropes I am sick and tired of, the movie trope that I am sick and tired of seeing is the aspect of young girl, like not even young girls, young girl, men and women mm -hmm. feeling that they need to grow up faster than they need to. Like you can't enjoy being a teenager or a child because you have this aspect of like, let me go flirt with somebody who's 10 years, like five years older than me. And then that's when his, his his story comes into play because the mom is is she either doesn't have a backbone or she's working or the father, he's always at work but he's always cheating on my mom. Like what is it something it's something. It's just so so that daughter has to seek validation into a grown man to feel accepted or loved. And I'm so sick and tired of that trope because it's just so toxic and it just is. frustrating because it's like not every teenager is out here trying to bust it wide open to dudes that who are, I'm sorry, but it's just, it's just this trope. There's a lot of Hollywood tropes <laughs> that bug the crap out of me. And I'm just like, why are we doing this again? Can we not do something original? Can we? Not every teenager I was in high school with was out here dating some dude in their 20s. But yeah, it's just, it, it, that's just one aspect of it. Like, that bothered me. The creepiness of these dudes bothered me. The and fact that older, older guys, like grandpa or uncle. And then it's like, for going back to the movie, it's like, the I hate... I don't want to say hate. Hate is a very strong word. I strongly dislike the use of these, and I'm using air quotes here, people, influencers, these social media, these viners in these movies. That are horrible. And they're making your movie horrible. It's just so cringy. Because their whole personality is I'm loud and I'm brash. Don't nobody talk like that for real. Nobody's out here, like, the one dude with the hair, like, you're only here because you're good-looking, and that's your whole thing. There's no depth to his characters anymore. 
I'm just going to act like a spoiled brat because I see mom doing it. And now you have him looking like a weak-willed character. You're the father. Put your foot down. Mm -hmm. Mike! And let's be clear. If you're going to sit here and represent a black family, there is no gosh darn way our fathers would sit here and let us talk to them like that. I mean, we will not get We will get hit. My father, may he rest in peace would not let me stand there and talk to him like he ain't got no feelings at all. Mm -hmm. My dad will look at me like I'm two shades of stupid. He'll probably I... let you finish your statement. And then... And proceed to whatever comes after that, where if it's a lick, or he's going to wait till you sit here and, and figure out that shit the hard way. Right. But there is no way. This is no way. It, I, for me, it's any father, any active father. And then you're a single dad at that, raising a daughter. There is no way. No way. No way. But I don't even let my daughter talk to me any type of way. Stopping and, and taking deep breaths, folding of the arms. No way. It, it, it's... it's it, it. I feel like, yes, definitely the quality of this movie just went down. And then that movie, I hate... Which one? Boo. I, I'm, I'm, I'm really trying to distance myself from the word hate. I just don't like... I have strong... I have very strong feelings <laughs> about any type of medium or media that comes off as a cash grab. I only saw, I only, again, I only saw, I think it was the first one. I did not see the second one. I saw the second one. It was just as worse. Oh, well, I'll let you, I'll take your word for it. But I did not see the first one because, I mean, the second one because the first one was bad. So I automatically knew. If you're going to have a continuation of what the first one is, it ain't going to get no better. No. And then I think it was just like. It was pretty much the same aspect of it. And then the daughter felt like she still didn't learn her lesson because she was still out here. I never want... I, I just... Oh, my God. I just... I am so sick. Like... And then... drink Brittany because you look like... I don't even drink, but sometimes discussing these movies through my eyes and, like, watching it, it's like, like you said earlier, mm -hmm. not every black family goes through some type of catastrophe mm -hmm. not every black family is in this mold of like not everybody is like the huxtables but then again not everybody is like Medea's family exactly you got families out here that are like the families in like ATL mm -hmm. or like families that are in movies like I don't know I'm just I don't know I can't even think of a family myself but we can just say ATL for right now right where you have like, oh, it's two orphan teenagers, they're living with their uncle, and then you got Nunu's family, and you got her trying to embrace where her father came from. Her father's like, that's not who I am anymore. Exactly. And then you're trying to have the older brother, you know, use his craft to make it out of his situation. Right. And then trying to discourage her. We need to talk about I get, my aunt really doesn't like the movie ATL, but I love that movie. Mm -hmm. That movie is a masterpiece. Just gonna say this. I love this movie too. It's amazing. 
There's so many quotable lines in that movie. There's so many. I, I'm sorry, I need to go back to that again. And I just feel like with him, I just, I just get depressed. <clears throat> and I feel like it's either I'm gonna get cheated on in this movie, I'm gonna get beat, or my child is gonna be in some type of danger. Mm-hmm. And I don't wanna, I, I just don't want to see movies all the time like that and i'm just so sick and tired of like black women being portrayed as these bitter angry women that just have a hard time opening up to people mm-hmm. especially Great. men yes it's like or, or or they or they are the the bitter baby mama that most men try to portray them as and nine times out of ten motherfucker, we don't want you <laughs> we just want you to do your job like um, Bow Wow's character with Tiana Taylor and Lauren Now she was just trifling. Both of them were. <laughs> now she was trifling that whole bot. I can't stand that. I'm not gonna. Uh, I, I could not stand that. I think she low key wanted him back, but he was just like, no, because it's just too much extra. Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot. And. Lauren London's character, she just wanted somebody in the streets. Exactly. I just... So, yeah. Yeah, it's like a whole collective fight over here, but... <laughs> yeah. It is it's a lot. It's a lot. And, it, and it's rough, man. Because mm-hmm. it's like... That's why I said, like, going further as we start to get new black creators out here in this medium, like an Issa Rae, like a black lady uh, sketch mm-hmm. show like Abbott Elementary, mm-hmm. like you're starting, and Grand Crew, Grand Crew is a new show, I highly recommend, um, I'm not getting sponsored by this, I just really enjoy it, it's it's a modern take on like, say, it's like Friends, but it's black, and they're, mm-hmm. and they get together at a wine bar, they talk about their struggles, and everything going on, you have, and it's diverse black people, one's vegan, and he's black, one is in a committed relationship, and he goes to therapy, one is a lovelorn guy. It's like these people, they have layers. These black characters have layers now. And it's not just um, negative. No, it's funny and it's eye-opening and it's opening. And it's understandable to a vast majority. A lot of people, not even majority. It's, it's everyone can relate to somebody. Exactly. Exactly. Not just towards the people who have been through the situation. And they're not stereotypes either. No. And which is another good thing. Now, I'm not trying to say all these movies that we had growing mm-hmm. up were like this, like all these movies growing up that we've seen were all bad. No, that's not what we're saying. But it's like you just, it's just a lot of movies you just watch where it's just like, man, can, can we have a movie that isn't depicting us as bad or depicting men as these like trifling characters and it, and, and it's and it's bad enough you get colorism that plays into it yeah and that's a, that's a part of his movies as well you have you know these light skinned nice looking dudes and then the dark skinned men are just like trifling i'm a ugly <laughs> i'm serious i'm not getting it but 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 okay 
you have the, the what was it, what's the guy? With the Medea's Diary of My Black Woman. Oh, Charles? Yeah. Yeah. I don't even find him cute. But then you have the new guy that comes in. He's nice. Got hair. Yeah. Wonderful braids. But muscle working a factory, so you know he's strong. Basically, look look at Shamar Moore, and then look at the guy that plays uh, Kimberly Elise's husband, Charles. Colorism. Yeah. Yeah. And then he ended up going to get a light skinned girlfriend. You see what I'm talking about? Oh my God. She's just terrible. Okay. I, 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 I now. We just. I don't know. Look, it's, there's been plenty of people. When fall from when a fall from grace came back, oh my god! Don't everybody don't on don't Black either. Twitter was roasting the crap out of all of the production the mistakes, wigs. the wigs. Look, I am a small fish in a very big podcasting pond. Which you okay, know, it'll be that one episode that everybody is. You want to discuss how this happened? <laughs> like, oh my god! Whatever. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we have come to the end of this episode. Uh, you can find this episode on Anchor, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. You can find me on Instagram at RollMartyrX, that is R-O-L-E underscore uh, MartyrX. All my social medias are in the description.